Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. And back again for another week. We've got uh, we've got Bad Batch. We've got comics, kind of back to the old uh, the old ball and chain of comics. Uh, <laughs> and it's not going to be two and a half hours this week, probably. Yeah, and we're not going to complain as much, I'm sure, either. You know, the it, book was a nice change of pace, but I don't think we were quite in the mindset for a book. So it'll be nice to get no, back to the comics, honestly. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I neither of us were really, really prepared for a book. I, I certainly wasn't. And I know that. Um, so my my buddy Chase uh, with these are the voyages, he he had sent a book that we were going to start talking about in, a, in another episode. Cause I, I like to go on there and, and talk books. And, um, I just, I had kind of like the, the sickening feeling that I needed to do that book this week, like get through it. And uh, so I, I text him and I was like, we don't have to do that book this week. Do, do we? It's like, no, 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 no. It's next week. <laughs> I was like, well, good. Because there's absolutely no way I'm getting through any, anything this week. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of strange, and and I, I <laughs> social media is a strange thing, and just because somebody likes a post or shares a post doesn't mean that you, they've actually listened to the episode. Um, but Kevin Scott actually did like the post, the writer of the book. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean nice. that that happens, <laughs> and you know some of our. It's really the only um, benefit to Twitter is that there is a lot of sharing, and we've had we, we we've had our stuff shared by quite a few different writers in, in the past, and um, it obviously garners a lot more attention when when those happen, bigger audiences and and whatnot. But yeah, that was kind of interesting. I was like, well, Donnie listened to the episode, but kind of hope he doesn't because I don't know if he would be all that right. Pleased it wouldn't with be our, a like at that point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he'd be all that pleased with our review because again, I mean, like. Uh, don't we don't have to rehash last week it wasn't a terrible book but we did have a lot of nitpicks of it you know that there was there was unfortunately a lot of nitpicks writing style and and some of the overall uh, story so (laughs) well you'll know if he does read it because his uh like will change to like a sad emoji or something i don't know how you do that with twitter if it'd be like facebook but it's it's literally just liking (laughs) or or you you retweet or you quote you quote tweet Ah. So, but yeah, no, there's, to my knowledge, there's no, I mean, you could leave like a gif, like of, yeah. a, of a middle finger or something, right. you know, I guess you could do that. Hey, if we're at the point where we're getting, you know, well-known writers to leave us middle fingers, I feel like we're doing well. Well, either that or we're doing really poorly. I mean, I think that that's subjective. True, True enough. But yeah, so that that was that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, the, rolling back into some comics this week, um, we're not really behind, but we do have uh, some of those in the backlog. But I obviously do. I, I think that the books deserve as much attention as as anything else, especially when we're talking about like High Republic and, and whatnot. I think we yeah. even have maybe one more or two more High Republic comics that we'll have to get into the mix as well to continue the story a little bit and i don't think we're gonna do the what is it race to crash point the sort of like younger kids novel 
Did we decide on not reviewing that or just holding off on it? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I'm interested enough. Um, I kind yeah. of feel like we almost needed to do that before the main book because it kind of feels Probably. like a small side story um, that goes on at like the exact same time. I mean, we, we both liked Vernestra, but I, I just don't, I don't necessarily feel like we should, uh, we have to get into that, but that's just my opinion. We're probably not the best channel for young teen novels, truthfully. I mean, we've done a few, but... Well, it just all depends on... It's hard for us to be enthused by it. Well, it depends on the, the content matter, because, like, we, we did uh, The Force Collector, which mm-hmm. is a young that adult. That was pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting premise. It just happened to surface around kids, you know, younger yeah. younger kids. Um, and then we, we did... Uh, a test of courage. Did we do that one? I know I read it. Was that the one with Vernesta? I'm I'm pretty sure that that I think was. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, yeah, we did we did review that. Okay. One, yes. Yeah, because that was uh, Justina Ireland. Um. Mm-hmm. A- anyway, yeah. I mean, we, we've had a pretty good mix of different books on here, and we obviously want to continue to do literature stuff, and we'll, we'll probably have to decide. When we kind of build our next um, schedule block, maybe if we if we fit in some, uh, you know, new Jedi Order or, um, yeah, I, I think I had had a vote for uh, what was it, New Dawn that we were talking about, sort of the Rebels tie-in. I think yeah. that that might be one we we need to put in there. But yeah, it, it's been a little weird. Um, and I, I I guess we can go ahead and just talk about week, but. Yeah, I, I haven't really had a, a particularly great couple of weeks, and uh, I haven't. I, I've actually kind of cut out podcasts. I really haven't been listening to much in the podcast line for a little while now, and and even some of the audio books, like you know, sometimes I just can't get into it, or or my attention spans not like long enough. Like I'll, it'll be like very short blocks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of been a little little weird, but um, yeah. So, how was your week, though? <laughs> yeah, just quickly skating by the fact that you've had a bad couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, no, honestly, it hasn't been the best, not for any particular reason. It's been extremely hot, and I get very grouchy when I'm always sweating and hot. And Other than that, not a whole lot's gone by. No, no special things to talk about. Just a meh week. Right, right. Yeah, I get that. Um... I did want to talk about one little piece of um, made-up Twitter drama that I thought was really stupid. <laughs> Something to add to the dumpster fire. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was really dumb, because, like, people have these hot takes, right? And I actually saw one maybe yesterday, and it was like, you know, we need to, you, y'all need to get over uh, Grogu. It's like, what the, what the hell are you talking? What about? are people are talking about Grogu for right they're, now? Well, they're not, <laughs> and that's the thing. It was such a it was such a random thing to say. It's like well, everybody needs to get over this. It's like get over what? You mean the character that over. you just took out of a show that's now gone? I mean, what what what's there to what's there to get over? What's there to not talk about? I mean, yeah, we talked about it because it's like the only other Yoda species that we've seen aside from Yaddle, and that was very briefly. Um, so I, I didn't really get that, but the other one that, that cycled maybe a week or two ago, I think I meant to bring it up in our last episode and I forgot, but, 
there was starting to become some like Dave Filoni hate. And I don't even know if it was like hate. It was just like, well, you guys know that Dave Filoni doesn't actually like write every single episode of Bad Batch and all this other stuff. Like, we really need to stop praising Dave Filoni and start praising the, you know, the individual writers and stuff. And like, Dave doesn't actually do all that much. You know, he doesn't really write these shows. He doesn't really like do Dave, anything. He he just he Dave just, signs off on everything. Well, he he just he just <laughs> overuses Ahsoka and Rex, and they should both be dead by now because like they're just overused characters, and his ego won't let them go. It's like this is the kind of crap that was. Being being thrown out there. It's like, yes, everyone knows that Dave Filoni doesn't personally write every single episode of every single show. It would be impossible. And in their effort to make sure that there is a diversity of voice within those writer rooms, you're getting multiple people. You're getting multiple directors. You're getting a lot of different storytelling. And I don't remember anyone complaining about seeing Ahsoka in Mandalorian. What else have we seen her in? What, I mean, really, what else have we seen her in? We haven't uh, uh, season seven of Clone Wars. That was. I it. mean, did 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 she <laughs> pop up in the Bad Batch somewhere? I mean, I, and no. people were like, and Rex's portion was very minimal, so you can't even throw that out there. Well, there. I mean, that's the other thing. I I think people are getting triggered by seeing Rex. It's like you do realize that the old guy, you know, supposedly the the old man that was seen in in Return of the Jedi, like they have kind of labeled that Rex. So if you're going right. to, I mean, which I think is debatable, I mean, really, when you really think about it, but even if it, it is... Could, it, if, you could make it anybody, but it doesn't really matter in the law, sure, in the grand scheme of things. Sure, but let's just say it is. Who cares? I mean, it, right. it, it, at that point... It doesn't change the movie at no, all. No, but at that point, you he he's lived. So if he shows up once or twice, I mean, what what does it matter? It just seemed like such a strange thing to like complain about. It's like Why this. This must Rex? well. This must be a really <laughs> slow, slow week for you guys. Because like, I mean, this this isn't even like, this isn't even a, a, a take. Um, but I mean, I get, I get, I, I guess I can sort of understand why some people feel a little bit. I guess triggered would be the word with Dave Filoni getting all this praise. But it's like you do realize that when you have ahead of anything and it's the same thing we did with John Favreau when Mandalorian was coming out the animated stuff falls under Filoni's purview I mean that it's always been his yeah. baby has been all the animated stuff and I mean what what do you what do you want do you not want to give him praise and the other thing is is they they've been saying that he doesn't um pay attention to comics and my my answer to that is like why the hell should he who does Truthfully, I mean, yes, this is a podcast where we're doing comic reviews, but who truly pays attention to it? And what does that have to do with the animation style that he's doing? It's completely separate. It's not canonically wrong in any way, so I don't feel as though he should obsess over the comics. Well, one of the it's th- not it's not his baby. One of the <laughs> things they talked about is Senator Ta from our last episode, like he was shot, and the uh, the automatic assumption is, oh, you killed him, but he was available in this book or this comic. It's like you do realize he may or may not be dead, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even in this episode, which we'll get to, didn't necessarily point to the fact that he was dead. Dead. They, you know, yeah. the, the the issue is is that he's probably still alive, and maybe they'll explain that, or maybe they won't. Who? But honestly, like, and they even mention it's an attempted assassination. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I just I cringe a bit at. at 
the way some of these people jump on on these little and and listen, we are the detail guys, right? I mean, we remember every detail oh, yeah. known to man. We spend, I mean, we don't have jobs. This is all we do. It just it just About it just thirty seemed, hours a day of detail research. Yeah, it just it just seems it just seems stupid. And and again, not to bash comics, but I really don't care. I mean, I don't I don't. I mean, com- I, if comics you, if, are a nice little tidbit. That's all they are. They really don't. This isn't Marvel. No, it, it doesn't mattered that much in the grand scheme of thing well, like weapon of the jedi cool comic it doesn't matter it doesn't matter one bit no i mean it's it's just a little extra content but i mean the thing is, is if you take every comic as gospel then you would have vader riding on a horse right and you would have afra changing her appearance every five seconds well <laughs> yeah that's yeah. so you'd have to change the actor if you ever if you ever made an afro movie and you wanted to be so obsessed with the comics you'd have to change the actress every like five minutes yeah her her <laughs> animation is or her her illustration has always been very very weird it's all it's it constantly changing yeah but i so, mean as but far as these you, comments on twitter ha- go but do, you have to give il- sorry you have to give illustrators some creative leniency and so i I don't i don't want to harp on that too much but sorry go go ahead with what you were saying well as far as the tweets you had mentioned i mean did people really comment on it or was just kind of dead in the air no did it really trigger that many people yeah this is the problem with twitter it it always winds up being a dog pile it it just winds up being a dog pile oh yeah yeah you're totally right great take great take (laughs) you know oh yeah dave floney you know he doesn't really do anything you know and he didn't do resistance. It's like, yeah, because so many people really and, cared about resistance. No offense. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of, of resistance and you know, it is what yeah. it is. I, I understand that it just wasn't really made for my demographic. That's definitely a kid show. Um, I mean, just like I'm not interested in visions. I'm just not, I don't, I don't yeah. see the point in it. Cause I discussed that on, on the show that I did on my own. I looked at the art. I, I saw what they were trying to do. I don't understand it. And it does. I mean, it looks good, but I mean, a lot of that anime sort of animation does look good. I just don't particularly get it, but I'm also yeah. not an anime. Well, I don't watch anime. I, it's never been well, my thing. Thing about anime. And I think it kind of goes with resistance too, because they focused on animation more. You lose focus on the storytelling portion of it. For the visual portion, well, that's usually sure. what ends up happening. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, yeah, Twitter's Twitter's always a dog pile. Um, you know, feel free to follow us on you know Twitter at, at TC Plan Podcast. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, I, I just I found that to be particularly strange. Again, nobody is saying that Dave Filoni writes and and directs and does everything for every single episode. But what we are saying is that he has been responsible for continuing to push great animated content. And if he trods on a comic, I mean, so what? American comics are dying. Like, the, the, mm-hmm. the Japanese comics have taken over pretty much everything. Like, Marvel, Marvel, I'm convinced, is only being held together by their movies, by the cinematic universe. They're not being held up by their comic book sales. If that no, if that they, were the case, that was back in the '60s through '90s. That I don't even think it was really away. the '90s, but I but up to the, uh, that far. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it definitely had its time. But like, people are buying comics, but they're not buying them in that abundance to where it would outweigh the cinematic. So yeah, 
I, well, most people who watch the movies don't really know anything about the comics, and I'm kind of in sure. that camp, too. I didn't read the comics growing up. I know all these superheroes, but that was mainly from the cartoons, truthfully. No, and, and I th- yeah, I think, that's, I think that's okay. I mean, I, I, I went and I watched Black Widow. I think that would have been Friday. I think we vaguely talked about that. It was right before we recorded, yeah, so Friday. Yeah, so I did I did I went out and saw it because I I always thought there should have been a Black Widow movie, period. I think it was dumb to put it after you had already killed her off. But yeah. I guess they're trying to make, you know, a tie in for the you know, the well, I guess without spoil you haven't seen it. Do you even care if you are you gonna see that? Uh I mean I think it's still like forty bucks on Disney, so I'll have to go to a theater. I might try to, sure. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't bother me either way. Well, they're, basically, they're setting up another character is is what it is. Yeah. Um, but some of the stuff that they had in there was, if you want to talk about canon, is wrong. You know. Uh, it, oh really? Well, and we we talked we talked about this like Black Widow is not superhuman. I mean, th- there are some. Oh, yeah. There yeah, are yeah. some lines gotcha. where you know she had some basically peak human strength, kind of like, uh, you know, the, I still can't remember his name. I remember not remembering Hawkeye. Hawkeye, but um, you know, the, human. And uh, in in this movie, they throw her around, and and there's there's so much like. So much stuff done to her, just you know, violence-wise, that you would think she really was superhuman. Um, yeah. And even some of the other ancillary characters are just different. Um, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but you know, when when I see people harp on canon, but then they also love everything Marvel does, like puts out cinematically. It's like, so with one hand, you are going to say. Dave Filoni screws up everything in comics and trods on canon. And then on the other hand, you're going to say, oh, yeah, man, I love like the 10 million different things that they do in Marvel to change things up. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it all sounds really disingenuous and especially sounds disingenuous when you're considering a lot of that drama comes from Twitter. So Yeah. It's wild. It is a wild thing. Well, anyway, you ready to uh, actually jump into things that we were going to talk about this week? The re- sure. The real yeah. meat and potatoes. Get into a little bit of Bad Batch. Yeah. Fried uh, potatoes, to be more specific. Episode 12, <laughs> Rescue on Ryloth. So, you know, we, we obviously had kind of a cliffhanger in our prior episode. Um, you know, we met a young Harrison Dula. Uh, Which I guess is another character that... Filoni overuses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I mean, nobody, nobody's ever going to be happy. But, you know, we have Chopper, uh, Champ Sandula, Hera's father, and her mother as well, um, mm-hmm. who we do know uh, was killed later. And I, I am happy that they didn't do spoilers, that they didn't do that in this episode. Like, because it, it, it's kind of yeah. what it was one of those things where I had to go back and look it up. She she basically died while uh, fighting the Empire, so I had hoped that they weren't going to do that in this, it, and it would have been super early anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally, I think that was a good call not to do that. I was kind of dreading them trying to put that in here. But yeah, I would agree. But we did leave off where 
where the Sandulas were, were arrested. Hera uh, was able to get away, and she's kind of been hiding out. Um, and we, we kind of open our episode with, uh, with uh, the Sandulas plus non, non-blood uncle. <laughs> and yeah. uh, this, uh, this admiral, th- this was a Rampart, right? The, the admiral? Yes, it was Rampart. And our, you know, new, new clone trooper. Um, oh shoot, what was his name? Hausen. Was it Hausen? H- Hauser, right? I think it was Hauser. Ha- I think it was Hauser. Hauser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did see some stuff on Twitter about like, oh, where's this guy from? He's, he's from nowhere. He's he's like he's a new he's a new guy. But the interesting interesting thing about Hauser is he clearly doesn't seem to be controlled by that chip. And I did see some theories and we might as well just jump into this. Now I did see a few people talk about the degrading of chips and potentially Mm -hmm. the older they get, the more degraded the chips get, which to be honest with you guys, I think is BS because they haven't really been alive all that long. I don't think the communes would be that bad at engineering a chip that it couldn't stand. Well, I, ten years. Yeah, I mean, I, I could, I could understand if it, if we were talking like sixty, fifty, sixty years. But if we're talking, we're not talking that long a time period. But it does seem like like Hauser is not really being controlled by this chip. He's questioning things, which I find uh, kind of interesting in a way, and that comes up mm-hmm. a little bit later in the episode as well. Um. But this this uh, this admiral is very adamant that he wants he wants Hera. He even kind of threatens, uh, you know, Cham with basically it's like, ah, oh, tell me where she is, or I might kill her or something. But if you tell right. me, I won't kill her. I promise. Right. It's kind of yeah, because I'm gonna trust you. It's it's kind of funny how they all assume that they're gonna know where she is. Like, yeah, exactly. Hera is pretty. I mean, obviously, these characters wouldn't know, but she's not going to just follow orders. She's going to make her own way and choose her own spot to hide out. She's not just going to pick a predestined location from her parents. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, with the father she has, you know, the the hammer, <laughs> as I as I was reminded this week, was his was his nickname, <laughs> um, which is a sick nickname, but. Yeah. You know, she she not only has that for father, but also has this non you know non related uncle, and she she's clearly picked things up. She's not rebels, Hera, but she's definitely get, getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is hiding out in one of her father's old bases, and at this point, she does make uh, con or attempts to make contact with Omega, who gave her uh, calm frequency for emergency purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was kind of interesting, seeing as they only ha- had a very limited interaction. But yeah, and there was no emergency at the time, so there'd be no, <laughs> really no reason to do that. But that's fine. It's like, oh yeah, pretty sweet ship. Really like it. I gotta go. Oh here, by the way, take this emergency comlink channel. You never know when you might need it. Just in case your parents get you know arrested and stuff happens, just I got you. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of funny, and uh, it's also it's also interesting that throughout this episode. We see Omega very clearly having to influence the rest of the Bad Batch to kind of do, sort of do the right thing. Um, because initially, at least Hunter was against going and helping Hera because it's not their fight. They can't just drop everything to fight everyone's battle and everything. And Omega was like, well, isn't that what soldiers do? 
Ah, fine, kid. Let's do it. It's it's funny. It's almost like she's becoming a bit of a leader in the group in a way. Like she's pushing Hunter out of the leader role. Well, I mean, the which th- isn't no, I was which just, isn't really all that difficult with how he is. But exactly, and we've always kind of like never been all that like impressed with Hunter. I mean, what what exactly yeah. does he really bring to 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 it? So. Yeah, I, I just I just don't know. He 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 just seems to be the person that makes the final decision, but he seems like super easy to influence here. But. My thing is like, how did he earn? And we'll probably never get this backstory, but how did he earn all of their respect? Well, because to some extent, like Wrecker, you're gonna have to earn his respect. Like Rex, at first he just wanted to pop his head like a cherry, but then eventually he got record's respect and he would actually listen to him how'd hunter get there yeah you know yeah i i i don't know and actually just now as i'm as you know we we usually have the episode in the back uh rampart Mm -hmm. does say that uh senator ta is recovering by the way so that was that was indeed confirmed i just i you know sometimes when i watch episodes you know my attention fades or i get back in so but yeah so so it is confirmed but again that was like a hot topic last week for for some people well he did get shot in the head so i can see why some people would just assume that and not look into it make yeah absolutely well anyway um the bad batch does scout out the city uh and, and again they're like nah we can't do this there's too much we we're it's not gonna happen and then omega's like but we can okay let's yeah sure <laughs> what's the plan um and effectively, that what what their plan winds up being is that they Omega and Hera and Chopper uh, effectively go to disable the cannon surrounding the refinery that we saw in the first episode, while uh, Wrecker and Tech will uh, shoot them down. They're causing a distraction to uh, draw mm-hmm. the troops from the city to the refinery, and then uh, Hunter. And um, Echo will go in and save the Sindulas. That's the plan. Unfortunately, uh, Crosshair and his group are also on the planet. They do get a little picture from a Viper Droid that shows that they that the Bad Batch is on the planet, and so he's more cautious. And I and I guess mm-hmm. we are kind of like running through the episode pretty quickly. Uh, feel free to stop if there's anything that you you think uh, has any meaning aside from what I'm already saying here. But but essentially, we do kind of move on with the plan. Uh, chopper doing his sneaky chopper stuff. He is not able to. He, he fits in, of course. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> he's basically the same droid as he was in Rebels. Um, but he wasn't able to shut down the cannon, so Omega and Hera have to. Uh, steal a shuttle, which looks like a bigger version of like you know the the little shuttle that they always attach to the ghost, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, and they take control of one of those and and shoot uh, shoot I guess the power you know the power distribution system there. Um, so we are able to take out the cannons. The distraction works as well as it can, but um, but Crosshair was not convinced of this particular ruse and he and his team stay with a, with a battalion awaiting the, uh, the attempted escape. 
And I think that this might draw to the more, the most interesting, actually, I'll tell you one thing that I found really funny was when uh, Chopper Judo chopped two of those troopers. I mean, he shocked them, but he clearly just like did a, a straight chop yeah. to them. I thought that was really funny. Like chop their knees. Yeah. Chopper is the best droid in all of Star Wars. Oh, and like R2-D2. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like R2, but like uh, Chopper's, He's yeah, he's a little bit more versatile. I I, I enjoy Chopper yeah. a lot. Um, so anyway, we we do get to the point where where the escape is sort of underway. However, Hauser, and this is what I find intri- most intriguing about the episode is Hauser stops them before they enter the courtyard where they would you know I don't know maybe be, be shot down or, essentially yeah probably. And he says, you know, it's a trap. You got to, you know, we got to go another, you got to go another way. Let me talk to them. And as Hauser goes out to address the men, a few of them actually do lay down their weapons. As he tells them, it's like, you know, we, we, quite a few. Yeah. It's like, we, we, we fought, you know, for, to save uh, Ryloth, liberate it. What are we doing? It's time to drop our weapons. Not everybody does, but uh, a few do. And I think, that we're starting to see the, the, the actual problem with the clones is that eventually they are not controllable. And the interesting thing will be is if it's going to be blamed on the chip or just on the actual individual. Now I hope it's more on the individual. Like this is like maybe the legacy of Django Fett who, despite fights control. Well, yeah, I mean, who, who, who I guess in a lot of ways, some people don't give a lot of credit to because most of the credit is lost in non-canon. But, you know, for me, I kind of think that he was a much stronger character than, than we give him credit for. And then at that point, maybe that little bit of resistance and then, and then all the things that these clones have sort of learned and grew their own individual personalities through this process you know, they're creating names for themselves and all this good stuff. Maybe some of that is starting to fight the control, which I find to be the most interesting part of this episode. And I'll be interested to see if that actually has any merit as we roll along. Yeah, and I would agree that's much more interesting than chip failure or anything like that. The only thing that that affects, and and I agree with it, I'm not saying this is a reason to disprove it, but you go back to like Cody and Rex not being able to fight it. It is disappointing to think that they didn't, you know, have the mental fortitude, the strength to fight it when Cody was pretty close with Obi-Wan and Rex with Ahsoka, obviously. It's disappointing, but it is a logical way to look at it. You know, it's, it's a good way to think that they're able to fight it. Well, I, you know, again, I, I guess I'm not necessarily talking, talking about them really mentally fighting it. I'm just starting to think about the, their experiences and sort of their natural personalities and their natural selves kind of coming out and overriding programming. Not that they're okay. actually physically or mentally fighting it. Because like with Rex, he's a first gen, right? I don't remember about Cody, if he was or not. I don't think he was. I don't think was. there's a lot of info on Cody, truthfully. Cody's really not that popular of a character. I always liked him, but people don't talk about him much. Yeah, but, I mean, just, just the fact is is that, you know, like with Rex maybe being first gen, how would he have any sort of, uh, I, I, I don't know, aside from just learning over years. But, again, 
I, who knows? I, I'm talking out of my rear end because I don't know anything about cloning or anything like that. But like, I think it would it could, be. It could have to do with the generations as well. Like you said, maybe third generation is, you know, they don't have as much of a connection yeah. as Rex would. So it's, you know, maybe the chip is genetically designed to control, say, Django. And as they go generation to generation and that breaks down the genes of it, maybe they're not able to control them as easily. Yeah. It's hard to say. It'll be it'll be interesting to see sort of what what more becomes of it. But this this is obviously like a big problem for the Empire and obviously more of a reason for them to kind of go to the conscripted or uh, volunteer based uh, soldier that they eventually did when they when they got away from the clones. So I don't know. I, th- I think it's interesting. But yeah, the, not everybody threw down their weapons. I still think that there will be some sort of, you know, come to Jesus moment with Wrecker. And another mm-hmm. thing I was surprised about, I'm actually kind of surprised that like... You mean Crosshair? Or excuse me. Yes, Crosshair. I'm surprised okay. that Crosshair didn't take out Hauser right there. I am as well. I totally expected him to during the speech before it would have affected anybody. Yeah. Granted, violent, but still, you also showed Ta getting shot in the head last week, so, I mean, why not? But they're just arrested. And that, that to me, I don't know. I don't know what that particularly means uh, for the long run. But we do have a, a, you know, somewhat happy ending here. We've got got the Sindulas going off. Uh, the bad batch isn't accepting payment. Stupid, uh, but not, <laughs> didn't accept, didn't accept payment for the rescue, um, and then you know that that's kind of parting ways. And really, the last thing is is we now have re- uh, Crosshair uh, basically free to go hunt the bad batch, but with a lot of his facial cues in here, it it, it kind of is is he excited? Is he conflicted? Is there something going on? Uh, well, it makes you wonder if the, he's contemplating what happened with the other clones. Right. Basically committing treason. Well, fighting a chip. Well, I'm, I'm just, you know, like I said, I, I, I still think you have to do something with the fact that he got, like, burned, you know, yeah. I, th- with that whole thing. And now he's got all the scarring and so forth. Like, Which isn't really that bad in this episode. It's this is the first episode we see his face unwrapped completely. It's like uh, side of his that's it. Side of his face is kind of gross. I mean, it's a little bit. It's kind of gross. But for, for what happened to him, not gross enough. But yeah, sure, yeah, a little bit. So anyway, I, I'll be I'll be interested to see if they do anything with that. I just I kind of feel like it'd be a lost opportunity. It's like so you burned him for what? Like what purpose? Just to just yeah. to do it? You, you could make him look more evil. I mean, essentially, ma- yeah, make a plot point out of it. That's that's all I would have thought. But hey, all's well that ends well, I, I guess, <laughs> at this point. And certainly a little bit more, uh, you know, concentrated around the Bad Batch in the last episode, which was not. Here, here's yeah. some weapons. Bye. <laughs> Back to Hera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like Chopper more than the Bad Batch anyway. Come on, just enjoy the episode. Well, I think for some people that is probably very true. But I was just getting this I'm, I was just getting this part where we were having like 
crosshair sort of reaction. And it is kind of funny because he, you know, he is looking around like when he's, when he's, yeah, you go hunt him. He's looking around and it kind of looks like maybe he has a grin. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. There, there's, there's something more to that. I I really got to hope that they do something more and they don't just make him just like a cold blooded killer, you know? Yeah. I mean, at some point we've had a decent amount of time with Crosshair. Granted, not necessarily in this show, but, in Clone Wars, and honestly, he was one of my favorite characters of the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. I thought he was the coolest build. I'm into snipers quite a bit when you're talking like RPGs and whatnot, so I always thought that he would be the best character, and it's kind of disappointing that he's not... He has no strength to fight this. I mean, with the mentality of a sniper, I just I think it's kind of odd that he's not at least trying to fight this indoctrination a little bit. Sure. Well, I mean, in all, I think he was just sort of the one that um, already had some leanings towards, you know, possibly not like doing the right thing at all times, I guess, you know, kind of a a bit of a loner within the group. So it made sense that he would be the one who turned, but yeah, I mean, sniper sniper mentality not that either of us are snipers but i mean you are thinking more independently you know Mm -hmm. there are orders but you have to adapt so for him not to adapt is you know it it is what it is i think they're just creating a villain more than thinking through the entire scenario but i do hope that they bring that back at some point so yeah that was bad batch um what do you think rating wise? Not as good as last week, but fairly close. I like this arc we're going with right now, you know. And yeah, it's a bit of bias towards being a fan of Rebels. I know it's not really bad batch related as much, but I do appreciate that they tied that in. So I would say uh, we're doing out ten for episodes, correct? Yeah. I would say an eight point four. See, I hate this because I can't remember last week's rating, and I don't want to rate it higher. Yeah. But I'm going to go with – i I'm fairly certain I went above 8.5, so I'll go with 8.4. Yeah, I, I don't remember what we do ratings from last week. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't think anybody does. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I actually – I liked it a little bit better than last week's episode. Um, so whatever I gave it last week, I'll give it more – but I don't remember what that was, so I'll just say an eight <laughs> five because I don't remember. So it sounds so it automatically drops last week's. Last week's rating does not matter. Yeah, whatever. It's an eight four. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got two comics to look at here. Uh, we want to do Afra first, or what are you thinking? Well, do you want to start with your favorite or your least favorite of the two? <laughs> mm. I mean, they're both okay. Let's just do Afra yeah. to get the ba- okay. uh, the uh, bounty hunter stuff out of the way. Least favorite, got it. Yeah, well, I mean, it was okay, but yeah, we're, no, it was a good episode. We're, we are, we're still, episode. yeah, issue. <laughs> we're still yeah. war of the bounty hunters here. No Afra face on the cover though, so <laughs> we don't have to see how she's changed yet again. Um, it's actually a pretty consistent episode. Or, I guess issue. Say it again. Yes. Issue. Yes, very consistent issue compared to the last few we've done. Yeah, no, it was interesting. Um, 
I, th- I think it was a little bit more solid than, than some of the others, but basically Afra has been sent after and Sana have been sent after uh, Eben Drake, who is what was it, a cousin? Cousin. Cousin. Uh, yeah. yeah, of our of our sort of crime-ish lord. And we sort of start with him eating these dodgy eggs, which they say are exotic caviar, but they're they're totally just giant purple eggs. Yeah. Um, and I know, yes, caviar is eggs. Yeah, but they're like little teeny tiny eggs. <laughs> I mean, this is just a full-blown egg. Um, and Afra and Sana do track them down, but when they come on to the egg ship, everybody is uh, is dead. Mm-hmm. What did she call these creatures? Uh, she identified them a little later oh, in the comic. I have to start with an A. I can't remember. No, I didn't. It started it. with a C. Wait, are you talking about after we find Drake? Yeah, she named talk- she, she named what the uh, what the what the creatures are because basically these these eggs are they turn into creatures that burrow in your head and all that good stuff. That's stupid. I'm almost there. Hold on. <laughs> it's always one of those things that you know when you when you need to find exactly what. It, oh, Simote. Uh, Simotes. Yeah, C Y M O T E. I'm gonna call them Simotes. But yeah, they apparently just lay eggs in your head. So the egg laid an egg in the head, and then they did brain stuff so yeah totally not rip off from anything else at all no not at all but anyway everybody's dead and they find uh even here with the uh invitation to the han solo auction that of course totally happened and is totally not trotting on anything um and we of course have our new bounty hunter who's just already gone yeah, kind of an interesting, uh, interesting addition here, uh, Dirge. Yeah. Which, of course, this is called Dirge. I mean, that's right mm-hmm. on the cover. I think it's funny how much they made it seem like it was going to be all about him, but he really didn't play much a big part of this at all. Well, the com- He's yeah, gone quickly. Yeah, the, well, the comic makes it seem like there's a conflict with Afra and Dirge, but yeah. really is not. He he comes here to collect the bounty as well on Drake, and he's dead. Uh, yeah. So it's he, more like, well, before this can be a conflict, I'm just going to go ahead and kill you. Yeah. Um, now, in between, you know, this this whole dirge showing up, we we do have um, Lucky and an old Arioli, or however we want to say his name. Um, kind of a sidebar, they also have an invitation to this uh, particular thing. Uh, but they're looking to uh, sort of assassinate, uh, I guess, an old friend. You know, somebody that they knew as kids, uh, killing family, pseudo-family. I don't know. I do find it funny that they uh, put their names, like, in in the panel, like, in their own little yeah. things. It's like, it's almost like they, they've been listening to our reviews and we don't remember the names of some of these people. It's like, well, here, here they are. It's We know that you don't like these people. We know that they're not interesting. So we're just going to make sure you remember their names. Just least. lucky. That's all you need to do. Yeah, just lucky and Ariel, uh, you. Remember it. Yeah. 
So, okay, I guess that's helpful. Um, but yeah, they just kind of plopped him in there, whatever. But back to Dirge. Uh, Dirge, Afra, and Sana kind of uh, sort of make a deal to sort of, I don't know, team up at least for now. Um, and Dirge is like, uh, <laughs> what is this guy? He's like a... I mean, he's essentially like a, a hybrid droid guy of some kind. It's, it's weird. Yeah, he's but he's kind of like uh like an like an old armored like paladin like a, thing like a or knight whatever or something. <laughs> yeah, it it's just I don't know, it's kind of interesting, but he he does well, he's also got this um this ball thing like on a chain, two balls on a chain. It's like I guess you could use that. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but you see them sometimes in movies where they throw them at people's legs and they spin around yeah, and like to they trip wrap you. around trip them up yeah but he's but just how are you gonna use it with these creatures like well, how is that useful yeah i don't really <laughs> understand yeah i don't understand why he has them i mean again that would be probably my guess is you could trip somebody up seems like he drops them along the way but that was like it's it's on the panel he has it in his left hand is like i've got balls of steel <laughs> It's like an old Dukem, Duke, Duke Nukem, Dukem. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> Dukem. Yeah, you see how you see what kind of week this has been. Uh, it's it's funny. A little sidebar. I uh, because we do that here. I do have another project that we'll talk about later. Um, and I started that project last night. And the person that I'm doing with the side project with, we 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 were gonna like oh get on Zoom do the whole thing it'd be real great. And then, like, two hours beforehand, the internet goes down here. Like, they were saying uh, the fiber got cut or something like that. And it was out all night, so couldn't do Zoom. Tried to face... That sucks. Well, tried to FaceTime, because we both had iPhones. Couldn't FaceTime. Connection wasn't strong <laughs> enough. So it's like the internet's down. The, the reception, phone reception is spotty. We did it by a call, which I was like, this is going to drop. And it didn't, thankfully. But, like, just one thing after the other. It's just been that week. Oh, come on. We had plenty of luck with that back in the day. No, we did ago. It sucked. No, I'm kidding. God, that's... that's uh, yeah, <laughs> It was we, terrible. Well, we did. We, we, used to, we used to do this. You called me on the phone, and we would do that. And it's just so much better when you actually see a face. It's better in person. Yeah. But it's better if you can at least see a face. And I was like... If this doesn't fix itself by the morning, I am we there will be no podcast on Monday because I'm not dealing with it. I was I was just so frustrated. But anyway, back to Afra and Dirge and Sana running away and shooting things and Dirge's gun gets bigger somehow. Yeah. That's totally not an affectation. He it literally just does get like bigger, I guess. And then not like, anime stuff at all going on. Yeah. Nothing it's, like that. Well, I, I like Sana here. That's a neat trick. I know. <laughs> Great dialogue here, folks. Um, well, anyway, they Afra's whole thing is like, well, you know what would really help them is like, you know, if we, you know, just uh, put them out the airlock. They're sensitive to changes. Yeah, cool. I'll totally do be the distraction. Dirge away. <laughs> They're sensitive to suffocation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, no, duh. Uh, anyway, so Dirge is doing the hard work. Um, they're all over him. And Afra stops Sana, 
they put them in an airlock and blow them all out. And he's like, oh, I trusted you. We had a deal. Um, I'm an idiot. Yeah, he, he was really dumb. And then all the bugs splat out in the vacuum of space. Um, and it, sort of as we leave that particular scene, uh, let's see. Well, there was a little dialogue here, uh, Sana. Let's get off this ship while we can, and before you jettison anybody else without warning me first. Excuse me, I solved the problem for us. Besides, you heard the guy. He's notoriously hard to kill, so the inference is he'll be back, and he'll probably be yeah. angry. I assume he'll be back. That makes sense. Making an enemy out of a non-enemy because I thought that he'd be an enemy. It's great. Well, he's kind of stupid. He should he should have probably known. I mean, like, Afra double-crosses yeah. pretty much everybody at one point right. or another. That's kind of her thing. But, of course, if he's like a full robot, like you said, he's going to be back. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, he's going to get picked up by some ship eventually. Yeah, it, well, or his ship. Maybe he can remote his ship yeah. to him or something. That would be smart. So, next, the or the last basically two pages are just calling in to uh to uh, was it proxima here and just giving the report and it's like oh yeah i got this invitation it's pretty sick well hey hey girls just go ahead and, and go it'll be fun yeah just go for me it's fine just, just enjoy yourself you know enjoy the party maybe murder a few people it'll be great she didn't say murder people i just assumed they <laughs> will murder people because that's kind of what happens um so, yeah, there we go. That's kind of the end of this particular comic. Uh, and then we pick back up. Do you realize that this whole thing really... I mean, because, like, the next page, at least in the comic I have, there is stuff, War of the Bounty Hunters, all the way through October. Like... We, we are going to have to deal with this War of the Bounty Hunters and just Bounty Hunter stuff. Basically the rest of the year. The re- yeah, it's absolutely insane. Like, I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> have we actually gotten an announcement how many issues there's going to be? Well, I mean... Like, I figured it'd be four. No, I mean, leg- le- legitimately what I'm saying is, like, on this back page... I, I know you don't have this one yet, right? No, okay. I don't. I have a stack of comics, obviously, here for you. But, no, I mean, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each month has like five to six comics in it. And the individual like main War of the Bounty Hunters entitled series, that's up to five issues just on this page. I don't know if they go past that, but October, I mean, we're, we're still even getting that. So like Bounty Hunters, right. this whole thing sort of seems like it is going throughout the rest of the year. And then we have other stuff here. Um, we've got... A Forlom and Zuckus one-off. We've no. got we've got an no. IG88 one-off. Uh, okay, I'd be okay with IG88, but I don't want more Forlom. We've had enough. J- Job of the Hut one-off. Uh, Bosch one-off. Oh God, really, Bosch? Oh, okay, that's interesting. Who wants Bosch? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like that they're they're making a ton of one-offs and uh, and then just continuing this this whole thing. I, I'm so, I don't know. Obviously, we'll continue, but there needs to be a little bit more meat in these potatoes for me to be interested. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because if you're gonna tie all these mainline series together, 
you got to tell me why. I mean, again, the Darth Vader premise got really shaky. For He just wants to kill him because I have to kill things around Luke before I kill Luke. It's like, get over yourself. Afra at least bleeds into bounty hunters because she's kind of a, I don't know, she's not really a bounty hunter, but she kind of fits in that mold a little bit better. Right. Um, but the main line, I mean, yeah, they're trying to rescue the friend, but it's like we already know what happens to Han. We, we already yeah, know how they rescue tie that in. So anyway, we'll see. But let's let's go ahead and move on to this weapon of the Jedi. And like I said, I'm not a huge uh, I don't dive into the adventures. So this is Star Wars Adventures. This is basically meant for kind of a younger audience. And originally, I, I mean, I buy them because some mm-hmm. sometimes they're interesting, but the stories can often be a little bit more goofy or a little bit more basic. But when I started looking at this, it's like Weapon of the Jedi. Well, this could be interesting. And I took a look at a, at a couple panels in the in the shop, and I was like, I'm going to get this. And then I, you know, I was like, oh, well, this is actually kind of an interesting little story that is centered around Luke with what I am assuming timeline wise is, I mean, I actually didn't really look this up or really think about it all that much. I want to say this is probably before five. Yeah, I would imagine. So I was, I was kind of assuming this is basically right. I don't want to say right after A New Hope, but very, very closely after. Well, what did they give him rank-wise here? Because I think they called him Lieutenant, didn't they? Yeah, so right now he's just being called Lieutenant Skywalker. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's running missions for the Rebellion at this point. So, God, could you just make... You're just going to call him Lieutenant after, like, the Death Star? So are, are we saying that, yeah. like, they didn't? like, how are you going to do that? Are you saying, like, they didn't blow up the Death Star yet? Are we, like, right. in four? I don't I think so. I mean, maybe. I mean, he really wasn't a pilot before four. His first time out was... Well, listen. Essentially I mean, the Death Star. I mean, he so. was totally a pilot, just not, like, a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Best in the galaxy, unproven. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's it's kind of interesting, but essentially this this story arc, we do have Luke out on missions, and uh, you know th- this first part was like a little sort of escort mission, yeah. but he's starting to get some, the force kind of pushing at him. It's like the force is trying to tell him something, and on their way back to the base, he he meditates on it as as R two kind of takes over control of the ship which by the way i don't know why i found this so entertaining but like throughout the entire comic you know iconic r2 noise sure everyone knows it but the comic decides to describe it as b-r-e-e-e-e-e-t breed (laughs) i don't know why i thought that was so entertaining (laughs) uh Goodness, man. I mean, come on. What are we, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we even talking about? Um, oh, and by the way, so not to be like a complete couple of noobs here, this uh, actually was, um, this This is essentially, I believe, like a comic, a comic, uh, comic adaptation, I suppose. I think of a novel, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm oh, actually really? going to look that up. Yeah, so 
I don't know exactly how well this follows or, or what it does. I never read this, but this was part of the, you, you know, when, when the movies were coming out, when the sequel movies were coming out, you had these journey twos. So this was the yeah. one yeah, of the yeah. journey to Force Awakens, uh, written by Jason Fry. So I, I I never read it. I don't know anything about it really. Um, huh. Do I? That's interesting though. Pretty sure I don't have it. I mean, I have some of those uh, somewhere, but at any rate, yeah. I, what I am imagining, at, at least you know, just sort of guessing that this is. I mean, it does say based on the novel by Jason Fry, so I don't know how loosely or tightly they're keeping that. But if if for those of you who have maybe read the book, okay, cool. Uh, let us know if you see like differences between the book and the comic. Normally, you usually get a pretty flat rate on that sort of stuff. So that's technically yeah. good most of the time, I would say. Maybe that's why we like this comic more. Uh, possibly. The last few we've done. <laughs> possibly. So anyway, Luke... Well, and the other reason why you'll oftentimes see this is to get the visual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to get the visual. It's the same sort of thing between you know, getting the movies and then the book adaptations because right. the books oftentimes give you a little bit more general sort of plot pacing and or extra sort of Thoughts stuff of that, the characters yeah, and whatnot. that you don't get in the movie. So anyway, Luke has a vision here. Um, he's sort of standing in some ruins. He has his lightsaber drawn and there are a couple of the, the training remotes um, like the ones Han kept for blaster practice aboard the Millennium Falcon. Now, this is interesting because I never thought about it. I just knew that there was a training remote on yeah, the Millennium Falcon. But I don't know why I thought Ben had it. Well, no, I, I always I always thought it came from the Falcon, but I never really stopped to think about why would Han have one of those? So he's doing it for blaster practice. Han's force sensitive, confirmed. Just kidding. I just thought that he was kind of funny. believe in that hokey religion. <laughs> yeah, I just got the picture of like Han doing his his roll, you know, his Han roll around in the in the compartment, like <laughs> shooting at it or something. Maybe he does the old patented Han charge maneuver, you know. I don't know. I just <laughs> thought that was kind of funny, but it, it's it's interesting that they put that in writing. It, it just made me think a little bit. It's like, yeah, that's right. It was Han's training remote, not Ben's training remote. So realistically the training remote other people use other people have found a use for it it's not just like the jedi using it not jedi people think, are you yeah. which coincidentally good good for han good for han yeah. that makes a lot of sense to have it um so, so you have chewy try and you know train with and he just blows it up <laughs> with the bow. yeah caster. exactly he just swats <laughs> it so to continue on in his vision, uh, the force is strong in this place. I can feel it all around me, a living thing like wind and rain. But there's something else here, something dark lurking nearby. Something. And then he wakes up. And I do like some of the banter between the pilots here because, again, this is like, this is like, I mean, it is, it's Lieutenant Skywalker. This isn't like the hero of the Empire. It's like, hey, man, we got a mission for you. You know, like, uh, is your head in the game? You you good? Good to go? Hey, hey, you, the one that blew up the Death Star. Are you are you good to do this mission? Can you handle it? Is that too much for you? Yeah, okay. you're gonna take the two seater this time. I, th I thought that was funny. <laughs> you're gonna take the two seater. Oh yeah, here's your. Oh yeah, you know C3PO. It's gonna be a C3PO episode, didn't you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Um, so anyway, he is, uh, where, where were they heading? Uh, let's see. Um, I think there were a couple of, a couple of different stops that they were going here, but anyway, his cover is, uh, uh, what is it? Like a hyperspace scout or something like that. Yeah. Going to claim a stake for, uh, some kind of fuel. Uh, Tabana gas, wasn't it? Tabana gas. Yeah, Tabana gas. Now, what I did really like about this comic was when he he sort of gets accosted by some Imperials. And yeah. the way it's he... It's almost a Han thing. Well, <laughs> that's what I liked about it. He plays it off. He actually, like, uses some skill to talk about it. Th- this is, like, a little bit more playful Luke, you know, not, like, super yeah. serious Luke. And I, I don't know about you, but, like, those are the sort that's, of things that I kind of That's one of my miss. favorite Lukes. Yeah. Yes. And he even at one point like gets a hold of like three PO and he's giving him like a noogie. It's like, oh yeah, this guy makes like really yeah. good stew. You know, he's super cool. But like, <laughs> he he he's calm under pressure. He has his story down. He's not worried. It's like he's obviously kind of been on missions now. He's not like the awkward kid that we saw in four. He actually has some some experience behind him, which I thought was really cool. Um, kind of the like only thing that's disappointing for me still about the new trilogy is we just didn't get that entertaining Luke. Yeah. And this, this was always my thing growing up. He was so goofy yet so powerful. It was, it, it's almost like an anime trope, like the super awkward goofy kid who's also ridiculously powerful, but that's what made you love him. Well, but the, but the thing is, is like the way he's acting here and, and yeah, I agree with you, but the, the thing he's doing is like, you know, he's trying to be a little playful. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm like a hyperspace scout. You know, I'm just out doing my yeah. thing. I got some Tabana gas. But you're not going cl- to steal my claim, are you? Yeah, but yeah, That's mine. exactly. And and see, that right there is how, like, a normal kind of unscrupulous person would even act. It's like, you're not going to steal. It's like, we're not interested in your gas. Like, good. Right. Don't do it, okay? He's it, It's like a, it's a confidence uh, that will... I'm doing something important enough that the the Empire would actually try and take it from me. Well, not yeah, not just that, but it's going to be a little bit more disarming for this Imperial. It's like, okay, yeah, go right. about your way. This is more trouble than it's worth, basically. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I just kind of like that. However, uh, we, we do have this planet, Deveron, and he's he, he's basically being... He feels like he's being pulled, but he's kind of fighting against it. And they do go off, but they encounter... A very interesting ship. <laughs> I mean, what yeah. what is this? It's like a. It literally looks like something that would haul trash. Right. I mean, it's it's. But they act. But like honestly, when you go to the the pages with the Imperials, it's like you're dealing with a destroyer. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, what was what was the rank of this particular? I guess I thought this the commander of this was only like a lieutenant or something because it seemed like yeah, he's a lieutenant, and then there's an ensign. Yeah, it's, it's like the, with him. right. The second was only an ensign, so this is uh, this is to me like a low it's not an important ship. No, yeah, it's a low <laughs> priority ship commanded by a lieutenant. Which you know, if I want to get which, nerdy with about, probably too many ties to be honest. Uh, probably, it. but, uh, it's it's probably like maybe like a reinforcement ship or something that would yeah. like a, a crew carrier or something like that. And not to be too nerdy, but like in in the old world of um, like naval history, a, a lieutenant would actually, you know, take over ships that were like troop carrier ships or like 
these sort of low significant. They're not warships, basically. So they're not the right. the big bomber type transports, things. Transports, essentially. Transports, exactly. So I think that this is actually like remarkably accurate to like historical Probably. naval. So it's that, just weird to see. Yeah, that <laughs> attention to detail I really appreciate because I I read old naval books. But anyway, Luke uh, with his ship here. And I was actually going to ask you this. So this is very clearly like a bomber that we see a ton with the rebels. And it's like, this right. was the ship that you chose to put him on. Right. It's the not the slowest thing possible. Well, it, like, what were you going to do with it? Yeah, It just doesn't seem like what something... were you going to attack? Yeah. It just you know, seems give... so synonymous with like the rebellion that what are other right. people running around in this? And yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but it just seems like something that was very tied to the rebels. Right. And if you are going to do something that is a rebel ship, at least give him an A-wing so he can outmaneuver them. Like, Yeah, this thing was, is basically junk. But again, they're bombers. They, we've historically yeah. only seen them being the sl- kind of the slower bombers. for. They're just doing bombing runs, uh, essentially. They're, they're not really there for their speed or over-maneuverability. <laughs> they literally just gave him this so C-3PO could go. Yeah, to ride with the him. The only reason, because he wouldn't fit in anything else. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Well, anyway, he does take some damage, and they are forced back to Deveron, which is where he needs to be, I think. Um, Does sort of land on the outskirts, uh, picks up with um, just this father-daughter type of thing, uh, if I'm getting that right. Uh, Yes, yes. Remind me quickly, isn't... um, I'm not big into the Deveronian race, but... Wasn't there a Deveronian and Mandalorian in the yes. space jail? Okay, so it's that race. <laughs> I like how you say space. Yeah, in the space jail. Uh, yes, but yeah. I think that was a show on um, Adult Swim at one point, if I remember. Correctly. Space jail? Yeah. Oh. Something like that. That's a deep cut I know nothing about. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so I don't know. We th- There are Deveronians, but I, I don't really know. They seem really evil. For the most part, well, they like, look like almost de- a devil. They race. look like a devil, yeah. you know, because the only things you think of when you think Deveronians are like most Eisley s- spaceport, the grinning one. Yes, exactly. True, true, true. And, and then space jail. Well, and the so. the, the daughter, um, I I don't know if you grow the horns later or if female Deveronians don't right. have horns, but she has. This the, is the first time I've seen one. Yeah, she kind of looks more <laughs> like an elf, and she's got the rogue skunk stripe hair and everything. Yeah, and they're not all bald. She uh, proves that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they charge a ton of credits to do this. He, you know, Luke wants to keep out of sight, obviously. And I'm wondering how many credits Luke actually has because it was like six thousand for the right. ship, and then like and then rent, and then paying for the guides and everything. Like he's pretty rich for a lieutenant. I mean, he he he's he they. They just loaded him up before he left. I mean, is that what we're talking about here? Here, take 20,000 credits and the worst possible Y-Wing we could give you. Yeah, have fun, Luke. Go go at Thanks for destroying the Death Star. Um, anyway, as he is asking around here about the ruins, uh, I mean, literally one of the guys like runs away from him. I guess yeah. they're they're sort of marked as out of bounds. The Empire doesn't want anybody going there because we find out that it's actually a Jedi temple, or yeah. that's what that's what we're being told, kind of in a coy way. But we we know, right? Now, and I love this too because it's almost like an old Western theme at yeah, this point. Yeah, kind of is. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
so then we have Luke sleeping and we get to see Luke's sick abs. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed that and thought that was just a bit awkward. Well, dude, after like. we after we pointed out the the hut abs, we kind of have to point out Luke's oh my God. Luke's abs. Um, hey, listen, if a hut can have an abs, it can have abs. Everyone's just automatically born with abs. Exactly. <laughs> so he starts to have another vision of, uh, of Kit Fisto. I mean, we're assuming it's <laughs> Kit Fisto, right? I mean, I, I yeah. actually don't remember what his race is called. Maybe I should look that up real quick. Uh, but we're assuming that because we're uh, Nautilin, maybe I'm going to say that. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever looked up his race because I don't. That's even, what it is. I mean, that's it's. I'm saying I don't. That does not sound familiar. Oh, okay. Whatsoever gotcha. to me. Well, I mean, really, I think we've seen. He's more. really the only one we've seen for the most part. Yeah, I feel like we've seen more maybe at one point, but yeah, I mean, the big, the really the big reason why we'd even know anything about him is is because of um, Kit Fisto, or the race would be Kit Fisto and right, sort of the right. awkward uh, <laughs> live action portrayal. With his giant hands. I hate what they. I hate what they did with Kit. I like Kit. He was cool. Yeah, I, guess. I liked all the people in that room that died horribly. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But we are kind of making a little bit of a leap here without knowing the full story. But I mean, it looks like Kit Fisto. He's he's swimming. It's like oh, I feel so free. And then he he goes up this uh, staircase. To presumably another Jedi. Not Obi-Wan. Totally not Obi-Wan at all. I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying that would be very interesting if he's having Ben visions. Uh, right. But he has ha- Kit Fisto. Yeah. Well, he hands maybe Fisto uh, a lightsaber, which. Um, which it's not Fisto's hand at this point, by the way. If you actually look at it closely, it does not look like that race listen i don't anymore. i don't know man i mean you know you, just, you can't question stuff that much uh i do however like the the the, the you know, dual sons no i like the the panel after he sees the sun he's kind of got this like weird little grin on his face and he's very purple yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. i just thought that was you know a little little grin it's just kind of funny so anyway they start back out the following day they realize that the the daughter is kind of following um it's like, yeah, I'll take you on my little baby pig thing, and oh, there's not really enough. Oh, room. come on, that thing was super cute. Don't lie to me. Well, yeah, but it's just like, it, I mean, literally, it's like a baby. It's like, what oh, are you gonna do with it? He's little, but he's strong. It's like, well, but you know, like, you know, I can't do everything. It's like, here, take a couple, I'll, take a couple of my million credits, kid, and just get out of here. <laughs> I love, honestly, I love this panel progression too, because I don't know about you, but usually I skim the art before I read everything, so yeah. I'm like. Oh, a little pig thing. Oh, she has a blaster out on him. Crap. What happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he does expose his lightsaber, and it, it looks like, you know, the Deveronians are, are pretty much against Jedi at this point. It's like, you're one of those yeah. sorcerers, aren't you? It's like, no, it's... It, he, he, he did... He explained this kind of kind of in a cool way. I did like the explanation. It's like, no, this is like the connection to my father and, yeah. and so forth, and yeah, I'm not really a Jedi, but... I, I just thought his explanation was interesting. I'm a sorcerer in training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, he does hire this uh, guide. What, what did she call him? The scavenger? Yeah, the, the scavenger. Yeah. 
And he has green speech bubbles, so that's important. And what is the weapon he is holding? Is that a buster sword? A <laughs> yeah, I thought about a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is totally like a Final Fantasy type weapon or something like that. Yeah, uh, Luke goes off with him. It doesn't really turn much into his peril at this point, like uh, like the daughter was saying. But um, I'm, I'm going to skip a little bit of this because I mean, to be honest, it's not crazy interesting dialogue at this point with Mm -hmm. the scavenger like literally they're just going over to a few different places and then they go to the i do like how i do like how the scavenger is like yeah i'll take you to that ruin until you get close to him like oh i'm not taking you there yeah exactly i mean essentially completely changes his mind right (laughs) now they do go down to this uh you know former lake bed which is dry it had been dammed and Luke, which is the one that was in his vision, right. of course, he does find the staircase, and that is essentially where we end. And I gotta say, I really appreciate this last uh, like full page panel uh, with yeah. with Luke, and and kind of like I like that could be like the cover, you know, the cover is fine, right. but like this could totally be a cover. Um, yeah. so yeah, we're obviously done with this issue, but. I'm interested to see sort of what this holds for Luke. And we we know that Luke did a lot of time finding different temples, figuring out different things about the Jedi that he didn't know. But you kind of think of that as a post-Return of the Jedi thing. You don't really True. consider everything he did before that. True, but it, it brings into a little bit of a relief that maybe... It wasn't just his drive to look for them, but also the force pulling right. him towards them too. And it Maybe. is interesting how we do these these visions, these night terrors, essentially, where he's actually living the lives of other Jedi. It's it's, it's very cool to think that he had that power. Yeah, it, to actually see those visions. Well, it kind of ma- it kind of makes me regret that we didn't go through those journey books. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, kind of makes me regret yeah. that a little bit because we're, we're yeah, I kind of just wrote them off like they wouldn't be that interesting. But now I'm more intrigued by that. Well, I mean, nor- yeah, normally those things don't always hold much. I mean, if you just connect, that's a recap. As if you would assume some of them are, yeah. Yeah, but it seems like we're actually getting more stories. So I don't know. We we might we might have to look into more of those journey two books. Cause there, there were journey two books for every movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, granted we have done movie tie in books. There was the uh, resistance reborn. Um, wasn't there another one we had with, uh, or no resistance reborn was the one I think I'm thinking about. Anyway, there we did do that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. 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 I don't know. There, there's God. There's so many books. There, there's just so many books. Um, anyway, I like this comic. I think it's mm-hmm. interesting, and I'm wondering if the reason why we like it, kind of like you already stated, is because it's actually it's a, not really a comic. It's like it was really <laughs> fleshed out as a book first. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing more and and kind of getting more into the into the lore, man. And uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this turns out to be something kind of cool. And, and this is something we're learning. We, we don't know much about this, but we're learning. Learning's good. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Reading rainbow. Yeah, I was about to say you're, you're over Zoom. <laughs> they, can't see, they can't see you doing the, doing the <laughs> imagination thing, can they? 
Um, well, anyway, I, that, that's kind of it for our general content here. So anything else we need to shout out for this episode? I, I, I don't really have anything in my, on my end. Uh, Star Wars news is barren right now, so unfortunately, no, really. I mean, do we have anything really on the horizon other than books? I know there's talks of a new Star Wars game, things of that nature, but we really haven't heard much from yeah, it's, any it, of the facets, really. No, the, really right the, the one medium that has a lot going on right now is the comics. Um, they're just throwing those out at a pretty pretty rapid Break rate speed yeah yeah and yes there are more books coming up uh we definitely have more on that oh hey i just remembered some some another reason why they were bashing feloni they oh, were no. they were saying that he has been holding timothy zahn back how well because we haven't finished because rebels of rebels yes because we don't know what happened to thrawn after he you know they rode the space whales I don't think that Filoni's too worried about the conclusion. Yeah, this is speculation, pure speculation. Obviously, I don't know anything about this truthfully, but I don't think that Thrawn's really that important to Filoni. I don't think he's gonna focus on him. I mean, when you think Thrawn, you think Zahn. You don't think Filoni. Well, but but the problem is, is if you want to keep it in canon, Timothy Zahn can't really write anything else. Unless he gets the go-ahead from the studio. And, well, if, and he, unless he, he, we're going to get a Rebels live action, why does Filoni care? Or a new season of Rebels. Well, That's the only reason. Well, okay, but, but here, here's the thing. One, if I had one criticism of Dave Filoni, is that Rebels did not end. And I know that people have disagreed. No, it didn't. And even some of some of my friends, they, oh, no, no, it, it was good. It was satisfactory. It's like, no, no. You, no, it wasn't at all. It's like, no, <laughs> you, you don't understand. They left it on a cliffhanger, and then they advanced time to pick up on other things. But he didn't actually finish it. And if you want to say Rebels is finished, great. You're going to have to let us know what happened to Ezra and subsequently Thrawn. Yeah. Because... Even if it's just they die in that situation, you need to let us know at some point. True, which is, is not the case. I, I, I no, highly doubt no, it. But the, absolutely not. That'd be super lazy. But the thing is, is that I actually would like to hear the story of Thrawn being able to go back to his people and seeing what happened with the, with the threat that we have constantly been reading about now in, in yeah. these sort of prequel titles, which we're going to get one another one of those later in the year. And that is the only validity I would throw at it is that with not finishing that arc, it is holding Timothy's on up because he is yeah. not able to create the subsequent furtherance of Thrawn until you address what happened if to him and Ezra. True. Yeah. So that that's the only thing that I would say there. But the thing is, is I do feel like they're going to do that. But I also feel like they really want to push out a bunch of other stuff first. I'm just a little impatient because my favorite series was Rebels. And I think that True. it deserves to be finally finished. And I don't want it live action finished. I want it. I want it finished in cartoon form. Yeah. And another thing, I mean, uh, even with how much we love Ezra awesome character we kind of have to look beyond rebels too because no no 
We do. No. We do. Because here's the thing. Anything that can threaten the chiss as a whole is something that's worth telling a story about. And the fact that we're ignoring that is a little annoying. Well, yeah. Chiss, the chiss are not pushovers. Anything that could devastate them well, could really put a hurting on any other faction in the galaxy. Well, here's the thing. We need to figure out if it actually is a threat because with our last True. book, <laughs> that whole thing seemed really stupid threat, to both of us. Threats are non-threats. Well, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this guy who's like doing stuff behind the scenes, great. They better get more interesting in this last one because they need to. But, right. but no, I, right. I, I agree. Um, I, I definitely want to see... The, the, the Chiss story advance. But again, you cannot do that until you answer what happened to Thrawn, which again, I think is probably what we get in a potential Ahsoka series because she is True. clearly, as we saw in the Mandalorian looking for them. And as we also saw at the end of rebels with her and Sabine, they are going to find him. So you, uh, you've already set it up. You yeah. just have to execute very it. well. Actually, that's the yeah. thing. It's set up perfectly is, it is not one of those things where it's like, well, the, the audience really wants it, so I guess we have to do it. No, you've set it up regardless of audience participation yeah. to be a good series. You really have. Yeah, j- and it could extend way past Thrawn. Yeah, you j- find Ezra, Thrawn's dealt with, and then you go past that, and it's still a good series. And you know what? Just If you're, if you're not going to do it through uh, live action or uh, cartoon, just write me a book. Just sit down and write me a book. I don't care. I just, I, I would just like to know. And again, a, a book would not be proper justification for the majority of people. People want to see what happened. No. And I, I think, I think of everything. I would enjoy it, but it's not, it's not for everybody. Yeah, and th- this, this goes into sort of the direction of Disney, which I don't want to, I don't want to complain about, especially when we're nearing towards the end of an episode. But the thing is, is what, what kind of irritates me is that I, I didn't have any emotion towards like Rangers of the Republic or whatever that was called. I didn't really have any emotion around Bad Batch, which I've sort of changed my tune on. I don't mm-hmm. care about Visions. Um, what, el- what else was there um, slated to come out? Oh, you out? have the, um, oh, what's it called? Acolyte. Yeah, I, I really don't. thrilled about. I, yeah, I'm not really sure if I care about that right now, and, and maybe I will. But again, that's supposedly set like at the end of the High Republic, and we're not even towards that in the book. So I think that that's coming like way later. Yeah, um, that'd be like phase. I guess you call it end of phase two, maybe phase maybe. three at this point. <laughs> but all I'm saying is that you, you're perfectly set up to just finish that storyline because listen. Timothy Zahn is not George Double R. Martin. That guy writes books. Oh, he's got things to do, he, and he's an amazing writer. Yeah, but I mean, he but he just pounds books out there, man. He there yeah. there is nothing stopping him from. We've gotten us. We've gotten the majority of a saga out of him in a ridiculous amount of time. Well, we well ridiculous. We, we had we had one trilogy. This yeah. is the second trilogy canon, and then he wrote books not, that are now non-canon as well. So he well, has, he did most of the Thrawn books before. No, he did all correct? of them. Thrawn is his character. Yeah, he, he he never did. Nobody ever did Thrawn. No, 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 no. Okay. He he is yeah. he he is Thrawn, yeah. uh, <laughs> which is why he's so OP. It's like I'm going to make him so OP. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just um, 
I, I, I want to see the conclusion or the advancement of that story. It's like, release it. Re- release the story and let's let these folks go at it. Because like Ezra Bridger is an interesting character. I think he's very easily castable in live action. I think he's... You know, another thing I see complained about is when we continually pop open Jedi who survived the purge. I've seen, I've seen complaints about this. Like, you know, we, we all, this person survived and Kanan survived and this person, you know, it's like, you know, well, of course, Ahsoka, because for some reason there's a contingent of people that want to see her dead, which doesn't make any sense. Um, None whatsoever to me. But, oh, Ezra, well, yeah, I mean, Force sensitivity just doesn't go away because you killed the Jedi of that time frame. Yeah. I mean, and there he are going to be a, more. He wasn't a Padawan. No. And and the Collectors weren't just... The Collectors. The Inquisitors weren't necessarily just looking for every Force sensitive. They might stumble across one and deal with them, yeah. but that wasn't their target. He's the most logistical survivor. I mean, it makes sense that he survives. Way yeah. more... Well than most other force sensitives. Well, he, he didn't display the, the, the powers, but like even like Cal Kestis and then the, um, the other lady from the, from the comic who showed up in the game, I, I never remember her name. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, there, is, there is kind of a wild thing out there, and there are some people who just don't want Jedi anymore, but we, we've always appreciated... Well, you don't have Star Wars anymore. Yeah, well... Truthfully. Because everyone wants to act like the rebellion and the war backstory is the thing to be obsessed about with Star Wars. It really isn't. If you didn't have the Jedi, Star Wars would be just as generic as any other space tale. And I will fight that tooth and nail. Well, but you do have to give credit to movies like Rogue One that is not Jedi-centric. And And, and and Solo, too. Well, Solo, the only reason why I didn't automatically say Solo is because of all the hate, well, you know, well, no, the, the hate because of, you know, the off-center hate from Last Jedi sort of funneling onto Solo and, you know, it doesn't have as big a fan base as Rogue One does. True. Very true. But yes, I mean, also Solo and, and so forth. But any, anyway, I, I think... And, and listen, I'm not saying that... <laughs> a little harsh in that assessment... There's a lot of things that have been spawned from Star Wars that aren't Jedi related. They're amazing. One of them being Thrawn. Sure. Thrawn is almost your bridge between fans of Trek and Star Wars, truthfully. I mean, Thrawn's in its own category. Yeah. And the, it has nothing to do with the Force. I mean, and I love Thrawn. Well, He's the, one of my favorite characters. Right. But the unfortunate thing about Thrawn is so many people are going to be a little up in arms about that because, well, he's a Mary Sue. Mary Sue. You know, yeah. he, he always beats everybody. He beats me, mommy. So does Luke. Well, no one called him a Mary Sue. <laughs> well, he did in the books. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, let's, can't, can't necessarily apply that to everything. True. He, true. he, he drinks a lot of milk. Yeah. He's, he's a big milk drinker. All right. Well, I think that that I think we've gotten really gripey about some of this stuff. So let's uh, let's maybe go ahead and start uh, wrapping up. But anything else we need to discuss while we have have some time here? No, I believe we've hit everything. Cool. 
Well, folks, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. As always, make sure that you are following us on the social media. We are on Facebook. You can find us at Twitter at TC Plan Podcast. Or if you just like to send us a transmission, you know, to be read here, or give us some of your story, whatever you want to do. Uh, but you can send us in a good old email to tcplanpodcast at gmail.com. We'd be more than happy to, uh, to talk about those. And, uh, yeah, you guys have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the Force be with you. <laughs>